We have an opportunity here to bring presence to the ceremony that is your life. And my invitation to you is to stop whatever you're doing, wherever you are, just for this one precious moment and take a deep breath. Follow the breath into your root point and land yourself right here, right now, into your present moment. And exhale. Welcome to the space where all the magic is happening and prepare yourself to receive the wild, raw expanse that is available inside the dojo that is your life. You are the empowered center point creator of every single experience that you are drawing into your field at this time. When you recognize that and really get that in your bones, you will receive yourself as the magnet for the most perfectly expansive evolutionary curriculum that is precisely crafted for you to evolve beyond what was in order to claim all that is a match to the you who is free. And that is what we are here to do inside the dojo as we explore what it means to live a life beyond the edge. This is a Soul Fire production. Wow, what an honor it is to be sitting here recording this podcast through the channel of one of my greatest mentors and deepest, deepest sisters, Zahara. She has put together such a beautiful channel to come through with the podcast that she has set up, inviting in people, women that have moved through the Dojo Energetic, which is me, Erica Dean. And then (laughs) she allows us to bring into the field women or men, people that inspire us through their channels, through their growth, through their expansion, through, and people that we really truly believe are living into the Dojo Energetic that are outside of the already kind of catalyzed dojo ecosystem. So I have the absolute honor, privilege, and joy of introducing you today to a new friend, new sister, but a deep, deep, deeply invitational woman that has been in my field for quite some time and has served as inspiration for me. And also, which we will get into trigger points for me, which is Part of that dojo energetic that I'm talking about, feeling into those trigger points, leaning in, pointing your finger at yourself rather than your external circumstances and asking yourself what is coming up. And Leah, with the expressional and the embodied, how do I even describe who you are? Uh, I'll let you do that. But for now, Leah, it is such an honor to sit here with you sister to sister, friend to friend, woman to woman, human to human, and have this conversation. You've been in my field for years now, and I'm just now getting the opportunity to sit down on this platform and say, hi, who are you? Where did you come from? And what are you about? So thank you. Thank you for trusting me and sitting down and having this flow. Thank you for inviting me over for tea and an opportunity to sit from each other's curiosity and get really real it's such a treasure and bless you Zahara and all of the beings that are studying through this lineage of connecting even more authentically with the master that is you and just stripping down the bare bones I can see it in the eyes of y'all that are Mm -hmm. doing the work and it's such a gift I'm really grateful to drop in here today and just be with you 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the big calling that I had towards Leah is this profound celebration that you have towards your fellow woman. And I've felt it from you the moment that you came into my field. I'll go into the triggers a little bit later. She's <laughs> like, let me cut in. We're going to get there. We'll get there. But first is the biggest thing that has come through for me, which has also been one of my edge points over the last year or so, is this incredibly profound love, respect, celebration, championing that you have towards other women. And the... That's not easy in the world that we live in. The What I'm coming to find is that when two powerful, embodied, curious, and compassionate women come together and sit in celebration with each other, there is a power that grows from that. There is a magnetism that grows from that. And I think that that can be really threatening to the world around us. And so we're kind of in this uphill battle with meeting and being and loving and celebrating in the way that you do. And I'm curious as to how did you get to a place where you broke through so much of the societal conditioning, where you could sit down with a fellow woman and just be in full celebration of who she be. And not only that, but really push her into a greater expression of herself. Jumping right in. I say above all my one of my highest traits and gifts. What do you do? (laughs) I'm a celebrationalist and I bring ceremonial sight to the heart of the matter of the being that is before me and meet them in my gaze and with eyes of a child and witness what is born in those moments. I've learned this through nature Mm -hmm. growing up as a kid in big, big sky and big, big country and having the invitation to look more closely at my surroundings when life is so big and there's so much and and where do you even, and you feel this big, it's a nice humbler Mm -hmm. and it's, that natural and innate desire to not only commune, but to deeply, deeply connect. And I learned in this simple way, in a simple gaze of just taking a little bit more time to like witness what is before me. And blessed be my, my mama and my dad are both just, they, they love it out there. And, you know, as a kid, they just be like, look a little closer. Like, what do you see? Like, what, what does that look like? So to see a flower is one thing. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Actually take time to lean it and like, witness it and touch it and observe it and come closer to it. Yes, the art of presence and then also the art of celebration. Mm-hmm. And I love, this is sweet, this is coming through and I haven't actually had much of this conversation out loud. So I thank you mm-hmm. for bringing it forth and asking because so much of what I share is, is women's work and, and so much of my work is online and it's empowering to the being and it's, it's playful and it's deep and it's rich and it's ceremony and it's strutting and it's sex and, and it's, it's scary, scary. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> and it's song and it's it's the the simplification of all the other noise to come back to where you be and i've, I've learned that in a very honest way just like taking a little bit more time with the world mm-hmm. as i said this is like two two beautiful doves just came uh, and <laughs> and to feel that yeah, they say that 
that flowers bloom when you witness them. Mm. Like they bloom even more when you witness them, mm-hmm. when you take time to say thank you. Anything that you highlight in your experience naturally will become richer. Mm-hmm. It's like turning the saturation up on your experience. And if you are feeling in a place of deplete in your life, which I know I have, it can be really difficult to bring more joy to an experience that might even feel dull. Right. So it's an act, it's a practice, mm-hmm. it's a it's an active choice, it's a mastery point, and it takes harnessing. In my life, I got to a point where I was very uh, just put it how it is, like bored. Mm-hmm. I was just bored of the conversations I was having and the interactions that were around me and the way that people were connecting. And I grew up a kid of the land and was like so in it super quirky and it was really rare that I would meet someone in that that mm-hmm. was right with me and then I'd have my buddies yeah and like, that was a ball could match you and yeah the magic. And like just the wonder of, of child mm-hmm. and then as it progressively gets sooner and sooner and sooner you know the girls came in for a ride like, <laughs> they started getting weird and I was like oh oh boy like the script is changing I'm gonna look at my body like I'm with the flower and I'm like and I'm like are you looking good I don't know what's going on like you're growing into yourself and I'm a little nervous and I was like okay like here we go like I'm, I'm blooming I started really dropping into my body at 11 mm-hmm. into my maturity into my woman came in pretty soon and that was uh not not very welcome from those around me that's that's a big curiosity that i had was first half is did you always feel this connectedness to your expression and to your body Mm. in the way that i see it today Mm. because there is you know i still can sense my own rigidity and my own like hesitation Mm. and movement and expression and the way that i see you move through this world is just with like full freedom to extend and was that always available to you and did it ever feel like it was being stifled by the other girls that may have had the rigidity that I carried thank you for for touching that absolutely to all of it yes like I was born with and bred with and devoted to a level of presence that cultivated in wonderment and celebration. I learned how to apply that to my being. I also went through insane levels of insecurity in the who am I, which are an intrinsic part of coming mm-hmm. here. <laughs> so mm-hmm. normal, very, very normal. And where I was living in smaller town with not as much of or very little global perspective or even opportunity to see like shape, size, and color variant to grow with, I came in with what felt like a bit of punch. Like mm-hmm. God turned my picante uh-huh. sauce radar <laughs> up. And I was in my being, like in my room, yeah, Destiny's child, unlocked Kundalini. <laughs> and I was in the fourth grade, Destiny's child, unlocked my Kundalini. And that's when I started shaking that shit in the mirror. And I was like, this is, wow, I, this is, I didn't really know what sex was, but I knew that was sex. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is a magnet. This is where my power lives. When I gyrate, when I move, when I breathe like this, I feel so connected to who I am. And I, I danced my whole life, uh-huh. right? It comes with like picking a flower when you're that person. You're like, right, right, right. <laughs> so it grew, it cultivated my body and my movement. And I spent a lot of time in my room by myself and a lot of time just out. Like I would walk on the trails, but I would just go and like dance outside. Mm. and getting to know my body through dance. I didn't feel 
very connected to my peers at all. So my internal time was fostered with the things I loved, which was music and sound Mm -hmm. and movement. Thankfully, I knew what I loved and I kept to it. That's something I always share too, just in the the work of freedom, like trace back your thought to the earliest things that you really enjoyed and just bring them back in again. Like it doesn't matter if you don't like painting as much as you used to, Mm -hmm. like there's a thread of joy that can lead you to the next grandest expression Mm -hmm. of where your freedom lives now. Gratefully. Beautiful. Mine was singing, dancing, and bringing movement through. And I had that with me throughout my life. So that was an anchor point. And the more I stepped into that within my own space, the more connected I felt to spirit, to the life around me, the more available I felt for my interactions and my community. However, when you're in a space of hyper-expression, especially for so many of us that don't live in cities or towns or have Mm -hmm. access to direct circles that foster expression, it can feel hyper stifling because if you were that being in your community that feels too big when you walk in a room, I'm getting chills as I speak this, Mm. it's because you are the being to fucking knock the walls down and create a new space. Which is so many of us just rascals that have like made yeah. out of here and just like God, like fucking finally. Yeah. Can I swear on here? Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get clear. I'm going to need some. Okay, perfect. So we're here. Everything is welcome. And it's a long, I mean, there's a long story, but like, I know that most all of us that are here and know that feeling of just like deep disapproval of where you be and who you be and how you be. The word that followed me throughout my life was threat. Like you're a threat. Athletically, intellectually, physically, mentally, emotionally, an embodied being will dance to the edge and then take another step Mm -hmm. and like expect life to meet them there often. And just to really take up space and play with the full form. And for people that are really afraid of the edge or afraid of heights, that person is dangerous Uh and is not only a threat to everyone else, but a threat to themselves. Right. And that's where that inner practice and that inner prayer of, of what it is that sustains you is an anchor point because it's like, it didn't matter what was being said or spoken Mm -hmm. about me Mm -hmm. because I knew what brought me life and I would have to dose it to myself liberally in Mm -hmm. the days where it was like, even to the point, you know, you feel the, where the beauty creates a threat and it's like, Oh, she's this or that. And then she's Mm -hmm. a slut and she's the whore and she's then like just anything to ostracize and alienate the being, but then to step into full magic and even be called like evil. Mm. and to be called mm. you know manipulative of the energies and and, and a dark but uh-huh. like it's take up space and you're going to get seen totally. and you're going to receive all eyes and all sight of the spectrum yeah and for me it's like shit it's better for the dance like that's the whole performance mm-hmm. ain't that the drama of it all so close your eyes and like feel it move through your body mm-hmm. and i've given that to myself as my medicine that i've actually needed for myself in order to get through everything Every trial and hardship and evolution of soul, like move your body through it, move it loud. And then over time, as it takes time in mere practice, as it takes time in life, just like gently opening my eyes and just witnessing what's around me Mm -hmm. and witnessing the quality of the watchmen that are showing up to receive. And even better, I open my eyes and somebody's dancing next to me. And that takes time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For us all to drop in and choose that. And then it's happening sooner and sooner, bless it. Mm-hmm. But to like be so full in your practice and open your eyes and no longer be alone for me was 
a moment that changed my whole life. And I was just in a space of how do I create more of this? Mm -hmm. That the moments of aloneness within your journey, I can imagine have been incredibly important though. You know, when I was sitting down last night and really kind of riffing through my own head, the places of curiosity that I have in the expression that you embody today, it's this sureness of self. It's this confidence within yourself that because I know that there's haters because I was one, you know, you're, and I think this is a good time to go into that is that when, when you first came into my field through socials, through my community, because you're, you're steeped in, in my community, but I hadn't yet met you in person and seeing you come into my field through your expression and your embodiment on socials and the way you presented yourself into the world really threatened me. And I felt myself like there was this deep intrigue and this curiosity as to who you are and just this inspiration into how you move. But because I wasn't yet in a place where I was ready to own the inspiration and own the parts of myself that were wanting to step into that freedom, I was, I, my identity was being threatened by your bigness. And I can imagine that through the course of your life, you have faced off with women like that that have seen you and your bigness and seen you and your expression and have been like, you're too much for me. You're too much for me. And I can trace, man, the medicine that you have served me before the day that we even met in the physical is one of the reasons why I'm so drawn to you now and want to help you tell your story because fuck, you were so potent for me because I had to face off with my lack. I had to face off with the parts of myself that were feeling like your presence on this planet was going to take away from the love, the attention, the embodiment, the expression that I had to give. And so rather than continuing to point my fingers outwards at your bigness and blame you for what I didn't have, I had to go in and say, okay, little Erica, <laughs> where are you feeling not enough? Where are you feeling the lack? Where are you feeling? And I don't, do you have siblings? Okay. That's another question that I had. I had three siblings and a family structure that didn't have enough resources. And by resources, I mean attention. My parents didn't have the ability to give the appropriate amount of attention and love to each of us at the same time. And so whether someone was getting in trouble or they were getting praised, that meant that there was only room for one. one. Mm -hmm. And so when I see attention and or praise being directed towards another woman before I moved through my process, I felt a lack come up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was my child. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I had to face off with the parts of myself that were in that lack mentality. And so I guess this is my full ownership of the energy that I was directing towards you without you even knowing, but that is energy being directed towards you. And so for that, I am sorry. And Thank you for serving up some of the most important medicine that I have received in regards to my own sisterhood wounds. And so with that being said, the energy that gets directed towards you because of someone else's lack can put you in a state of aloneness throughout the course of your journey. Did you ever feel that? First off, that's <laughs> some of the most radical ownership I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you for your guts. Mm. It's yeah. like moments like that that the mirror shatters, you know. Yeah. And you get a new one. <laughs> yeah. Like a big one with like an arch. 
<laughs> One of those glorious sunlight. Fucking ditch your old ass mirror. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's so real, man. Thank you for just speaking it and that that piece of like I I get mad insecure and I question myself and I compare my like this is a part of the journey completely and like where it's really potent and where you really feel the trigger with particular beings i personally believe like those are some of your grandest triggers in this mm-hmm. journey mm-hmm. and we live in a world now that it's like honestly usually a dm away from like <laughs> getting to actually connect with the person let alone you know they show up at one of your functions and you're in, in the face of this community that is here to edge and expand each other. Mm. And there's a difference between like body repel of just like, I honor you. I feel your expression. This is, this doesn't feel like my way, but I can value you. You don't have to like everyone. You can love everybody. You don't have to like everyone. It's fine. But where there's that deep churn that brings up the self, the self, the self, it's, it's pretty wise to take a look in there. Mm -hmm. There's jewels. And I just thank you for the time. Mm -hmm. You've given yourself to be there and to speak that out loud and to feel it because that shit is real. And it's one of the most, in my experiences, one of the most disgusting things you can feel. Like that's, those are the gross parts of being. Oh, like that's luck. Just like, who the who am I? This is gross. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want, because as it's happening, we know like there's, there is, there is plenty. There is more. I am powerful. I am beautiful. I am in perfect pace. This is my journey, but the physical body is responding to a lack or the, the view of a lack. Yeah. And I value so much what you say about your siblings and like growing up in, in family structures. And it's a completely different role. We all play a different role in our family mm-hmm. and wh- where we come in our place and lineage for me, particularly my parents had me older. Mm-hmm. So it was, they got a healthy kid and they were so grateful. Yeah. And I grew up with my parents. Yeah. Like we grew old together. I was grown in a bit more maturity and all, mm-hmm. all my mom's friends were quite a lot older and they were like my aunties and mm-hmm. they'd invite me into their spaces. And I was this little girl at, you know, these like grown up parties. We <laughs> were like pampered chef. Everybody's turning up. I'm like in the corner, like, all right, <laughs> do it. And just to feel the opportunity that I have had and to just acknowledge my, my privilege that I have had in being like the only child, only sight, only eyes has been mm-hmm. something I've been journeying with. Like we all are placed in our structure for a reason. Yeah. And the only, the one, like what that has carried medicine for me in my life. What place are you in your sibling? I'm second. Second. Mm-hmm. So in family constellations work, which I've done a bit of, they really highlight looking into deeper, asking questions about your order Mm -hmm. in the game and where you've come in Mm -hmm. to consider your leg of the race has a lot to do with the structure and the character of the being. Yeah. My journey so much of this year has been really tuning into the the one, Mm -hmm. the one Mm -hmm. and the one in me that, that feels like I want to be fully surrounded, but that is so deeply carved in solidarity and solitude. It was a huge part of my journey and, and not just from female gaze, but like beings of all sorts and particularly within my family, within my direct bloodline mm-hmm. under the same roof with partners, mm-hmm. like the energy of bigness to live your prayer out loud is one of the bravest things that we can do on this planet. And it takes carving. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of humility to just like try stuff on and not look good or sound good right. or feel good while you're doing it, but trust that you're carving something. Oof, that's such a big one too. 
to be like seen and loved through your messy moments and like really allowing yourself to be seen in your imperfections. Ugh. Fuck, it's such a mucky space to sit, but it's so important. Ugh. Somebody told me, and it was in different words, but how I harnessed it was like, don't deny life the art of your becoming. Oof. Oof. Yeah. If you only step forward with the best face or like the finished product, mm -hmm. people don't actually know you. That's right. not how nature works. Right. Nature doesn't cover up winter to give you spring. Mm -hmm. like it's going to give you the whole thing. Right. And it's raw to just step out there and try it on for size. It's not culturally what we're taught. Mm -hmm. We're like primp and proper and do right. thing. You process in private. Yeah. You, you put yourself back together in private and then you come back out and you say, look at what I did. Mm -hmm. And you don't allow yourself to be seen mid process. And that's where the authenticity lives. That's the juice. That's like the real depth of connection is when someone can hold you yes. in those moments of uncovering your own shadow. Yes. And for someone to look at you mid process and say, yes, keep going. I love you. I'm celebrating you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Or even I don't resonate with what is moving through you. I bless your journey. Right. Right. Go in. Yeah. Those moments that are like, Oh my, mm. I am in this. I'm up to my gills. And not to feel like what I was something that I've experienced over the years of just feeling this question of having a body-based offering and naturally sharing also too. Like I, I've felt compelled to share naturally since I was a kid, mm. carrying around a camera and doing it. It's, it's mm. been in me as a joy point. It yeah. wasn't something that I felt like I had to do. So I would also reconsider, you know, where and on media you're sharing from. It brings me joy. Right. And the idea of like, how much do you share? Because I don't owe anyone my process to sit it down and cry there. And I have. Uh -huh. But it's that very natural call of like, how are you nurturing yourself in those moments? And like the jewels of what you find and foster, like that is the duty to shine through the eyes mm -hmm. in, in the level of higher communion and, and richer community of, of bringing those pieces together. So to say like, yo, you triggered the fuck out of me. Mm -hmm. When I met you, I was like, no, mm -hmm. bless you, but no. Mm -hmm. And then to witness the stepping in of that, the ownership of that, the time that you took alone to be in that feeling mm -hmm. and like in that process and what you've shared with me with loved one in it. Yeah. yeah. Highlighting it, being seen in it. I'm insecure. I don't feel like there's so much medicine in just showing your whole back. Yeah. And I thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And it helps to be able to show your whole back when you know how to do it for yourself. And a grand practice throughout my life has been mirror work before I even knew what that was. Mm -hmm. Like I've just I've been in front of the mirror since I was a kid. Fun fact, I find mirrors wherever I go. <laughs> gorgeous mirrors, like right by the trash all the time. Where I am, every country I'm like, I might as well just keep this for the B and B. Like, they ain't got good angles in there anyway. I'm gonna need this. <laughs> just like when, when the only kid, I didn't have friends to, I didn't have siblings to play with. So I used to play with my dolls in front of the mirror mm -hmm. and just like bring them in through me and have a conversation with myself and get to know myself there and, and say my name out loud in the mirror several times and notice which time I believe it, mm -hmm. where that place comes mm -hmm. from and try the truth on for size in front of the mirror and feel the frequency and the shift in cadence when you're speaking it versus when you're not, mm -hmm. you know, let your whole body soften in front of the mirror and witness how quickly you go to the places that you want to pick apart and gaze long enough to fall in love mm -hmm. and even just accept for a moment, you know, it's been such a, a master key in my journey. And 
inward, inward, inward. And in the last, I'd say like five years, it was that very honest next step that comes from that place of quiet. Of It's time to share. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would go to gatherings and I was playing and performing and sharing music. And I was still so much more quiet. Like I felt beautiful. Yeah. Y'all know I'm going to show up in the six. I didn't stop me <laughs> for shit. I've been showing up, but I wasn't walking in uh-huh. fullness. I was still treading. And gratefully I did because it, it paced my arrival. You're not supposed to just yeah. burst out of a ball. Yeah. You combust. That mm-hmm. is not sustainable. It's mm-hmm. not longevity for your soul. Right. Take your time and you're becoming. Your insecurity is a great gauge of actually mm-hmm. walking towards the next step. It's that friction of your becoming. Ooh. It's the invitation to go slower when you feel that, that it's like that shake. Slow down, move through it with grace. One of the most inspiring things about you is from my perspective, your integrity mm-hmm. and the realness that you carry with you. And so, you know, I saw you from a distance through socials and went through my own process around it. And then when I actually met you in the physical, which wasn't that long ago, I felt a lot of that stuff come back up. It was being witnessed. And so I hadn't blended with it, but I could be a witness to the stories that I had in my head being like, well, is she real? Is this embodiment real? Because we want to find those little points of doubt to where we can break apart the people that kind of threaten our existence. And so I still had a little thread of that, you know, that, but is it real? Can I trust it? And fuck, are you trustable? And when I met you in the physical, it was like this instantaneous catalyzation of all that I had kind of gathered on my own of just this like deep trustability and this deep, deep sister that weaves between you and any woman that comes into your people. And the integrity in which you carry yourself is rare. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I just, I'm so curious as to how you got to a place of just such a deep trust, not just with yourself, with the people around you, because I see your invitation. I see the way you invite other people in. I see the way that you, you serve as a walking, breathing, living invitation for someone to get up and move, someone to get up and sing, someone to get up and express. And I think that that takes a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I'm learning to receive mm. more deeply than I have in a long time. And yeah, I gotta come with an empty bucket to your <laughs> house. <laughs> you, you pour in, baby. Thank you. Mm. Pour whore to pour whore. Like, <laughs> I'd rather be like up I to my nose bubbling. Like, let's swim, is where I'm at. Mm. Like, how can I do that? Because I want to have more fun. <laughs> yes, to like, that. I want to enjoy life even more. I, I want to laugh and have it ripple back. And mm. it's really, it's not even selfish. It just gets sad if you keep it all for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're one grand embodiment. You're one trick. You're yeah. one this is not like you can sing alone. <laughs> and like, Leslie, I'm sure you would dance like fire alone. And you have the capacity and capability to like rock your own show. And for me, I'd personally rather rock what a band. Mm-hmm. And that's just yeah where I stand. And, and we get to ask ourselves this. And that doesn't mean that I don't get my deep, deep solitude and opportunity to like shine in my own light. But I want to share the experience Mm -hmm. and (laughs) 
to give a gift, to give a permissive gift, like to look somebody in the eyes, that kid that's like, do it. <laughs> it's one of the best feelings in the whole world. And how have I learned to trust it? Because I've, I've sat with my child mm. in prayer. Mm-hmm. Prayer to me is a conversation with the truest pieces of myself, mm-hmm. the most honest pieces of myself. And I recommend out loud because then you get to know your voice even more. You become even more confident in your being and your relationship with life around you. That's been the grandest carver of confidence of embodiment in my entire life is praying out loud, speaking my truth out loud when I'm alone and when I'm in spaces and allowing that frequency to ripple back around me. Also, we have the benefit and the gift of cadence in this life. Mm-hmm. Like the place that you speak from will actually bear resonance and bounce off the people it's supposed uh-huh. to and draw in the harmonies and the melodies of those that can match your capacity. And yes, it does take time. Not all of us are blessed to be born into families that know how to speak these languages. Very few. It takes time. It is a righteous journey. And then arriving into places where you feel held makes it immaculately worth it. But learning to trust your own voice, learning to trust my own voice was A1 for me. And then to feel the heart in my voice. And for me, particularly when I was speaking or like touching my deepest truth, I just felt my child, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the heart of innocence, the most innocent desire to just like be free and play. Yeah. So when I meet people, my practice, when we were spoken this out loud, I love when you have a scene, when you get, when you give yourself chills, (laughs) when you talk and you know the truth is, I pray everybody gets to feel that. And I'm grateful to share, and I just thank you for opening this conversation yeah. because it's medicine for me to learn myself mm-hmm. in the presence of. Yeah, my pleasure. My, to feel, yeah, my, my private practice before I enter a gathering or I go to a show or I hold a circle or share an experience or have a friend over for tea. Mm-hmm. I take some moments with myself and I connect with my breath and I give my child permission to come forth. Mm. Yeah. And I I draw that energy up through my eyes. Wow. This is a really important mirror for me to sit in right now because for so long, wow, I'm here's my the child in me is what created the rigidity because there was so much fear. And so when I would go into gatherings or have a friend over for tea. The conversation with my little one was actually, please sit this one out because she's the one that had so much fear and there wasn't the appropriate invitation because I hadn't fully reclaimed her. And so to hear the difference in the way, like there's a difference in the way that we move. And, you know, I'm this, this is why I'm so inspired by you because I see my edge here and I can see in that very big, yet very simple reclamation of my little one and giving her full permission to look at her surroundings, see how safe you are. And oh my gosh, baby, if you get embarrassed, come back to me. I got you. We can hold that, you know, but be expressed, be out, come play. And the difference in the way that we've spoken to our little children inside of us. That's, I think, a big difference in the way that we express. Mm. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. That. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. 
Uh-huh. You just nailed it. That's the, oh, that nectar in the meat. Uh-huh. Well, welcome <laughs> to the center of this conversation. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And I've learned so much about it in the way that I'm speaking to my child. It's been a journey. It was not always so nice. And I went through many seasons of yeah. just like, you're too sensitive, like take a nap. Yeah, I'm going to just. Mm-hmm. But what, my life personally started getting tricky when I started arriving into grander responsibilities of how I was supposed like my, my, I was growing out of my child and growing into my relation with the world and how it was pers- like, that's when it gets complex. Yeah. You're a kid playing, but once it comes to the fact of like, well, how am I going to get received in this family? And who, where's my place? Mm-hmm. And are my gifts valuable? And like, that's, right. those are highly advanced thoughts for a child. Mm-hmm. Innocence is the seed of all beauty right. and all life. It starts so fresh. You can trust it. For me, it's like, you can trust your child. Mm-hmm. Your child might not have been able to trust this experience, but you can trust the heart of your child. Right. I can trust the heart of my child. And mm-hmm. so much of this work has been reclaiming that and acknowledging what feels fun and bright and playful and safe and secure and warm for my child. There's hummingbirds just like mm-hmm. bopping through the window right now. <laughs> just like, doing, doing, doing. <laughs> just to, to feel what makes me happy and then actively choose it, which is a brave thing. Mm. in a world of responsibility mm-hmm. but to just kind of start uncloaking in that way and gently rebuilding that relationship and just for you to speak that like wow this is i've been speaking to my child mm-hmm. i wonder even if you didn't believe it just sharing with her like, right. hey step forward right you do that enough times i'm just curious what would happen to mm-hmm. your experience mm-hmm. and the way that you feel in your environments it can happen so quickly you know, children get over things fast. Right, right. <laughs> they do. We have that benefit when it comes to inner child. Yeah. The recovery for a child is so quick. It's quick, uh-huh. quicker than we think. Yeah. And for me to have the, I mean, there's so much, there's so much here, but just the, the opportunities to grow into this lens and the gift of being able to have these conversations and just illuminate it within each other and then hold each other accountable in that way. Mm-hmm. Because I know, and I've seen it, if I meet you in innocent mm-hmm. gaze, mm-hmm. it's really challenging to not meet that frequency right. in my experience. And it's, uh-huh. it's incredibly palpable, especially, I, you know, I went, went out to my first club the other night this weekend. <laughs> I never been to the club before. I never been to the club. I was like, I live in Los Angeles. Let's go to the club. <laughs> Wear my cowboy boots. Don't get it twisted. I still know who I am. I showed up. <laughs> You know, you get, you get the, the loin walkers. Uh-huh, you know, just, uh-huh. just, they walk from the deep loin and that's a whole journey. But to feel the relationship of how people can witness you from that place and those eyes and like to look at you in a certain mm-hmm. way. And then it's almost like breaking the spell right? when you can allow the innocence of the heart to draw through it. It's like you demand a new level of presence. Mm-hmm. And for me, that feels like a part of my grandest work in the world is to live that and demand so lovingly and more than anything, just like invite that presence into other beings mm. and trust that for it's not going to look like song and dance and celebration for everyone. Right. And the more you let yourself play, chances are it will. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That, it does kind of go in that direction. <laughs> it's like our longest lineage of prayers uh-huh. is to share this way and to take up space. And it's been a journey to to let that part 
be lived freely. So I can speak from my own experience and I can imagine that some of the people listening has had this experience as well. When you're getting to a place where you're inviting that child in and so you're allowing your expression to be bigger, bolder, um, more creative. So much of the fear that I would come up against was fear of embarrassment, Mm -hmm. which embarrassment, like it feels so surface. But the the threads to like the roots to that are isolation, abandonment, like not having community. Banished. Yeah, yeah banished. exactly. So when you look at the the fear response that comes up that creates the rigidity in your body that's preventing the embarrassment from coming, how would you say you move through that? How would you invite women into a deeper relationship to their inner child and to move through that point of fear of embarrassment to get into the place where you can even hold yourself in the safety where you can dance and move and be like, Oh fuck, this is fun. But you got to let go of the rigidity first. (laughs) And what's that look like? I love this question. You know, they don't teach us this, but did you know if you, if you don't like your experience, you can, in fact, shut your eyes. Really? <laughs> like, I'm serious. When it gets weird, uh-huh. just close your eyes for a few moments. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes. Yeah. If you're uncomfortable in your dance, it's most likely because you're concerned about how it looks or how somebody else is witnessing it. You close your eyes and breathe and just trace your body with your breath. You get back to the why. Mm. Why am I actually doing this? What? And, and sometimes it's going to be really edgy and uncomfortable. You're not going to want to open your eyes. So you'll keep opening your eyes and you'll keep feeling awkward or yeah. embarrassed. And, and the meditation is to keep going in and to bring it into your own moments. That's why I'm so big on your own practice and be in your mirror. And you can dance with your eyes closed in front of your mirror too. It took me a while to open my eyes to receive myself. I go through phases and, and there's sometimes you see more often you see more with your eyes closed uh-huh. yeah so to get used to that feeling that sensation in your own space or when you're in your flow like take a moment to just close your eyes and breathe and absorb how that feels in your body mm-hmm. just that pocket of like i got this mm-hmm. next time you're in the i got this pocket you could literally be driving and just be like yo i've got this don't close your eyes while you're driving but you know what that, <laughs> bad bad metaphor <laughs> Like, you you know, you just get in the mail. You're like, and yeah. you have a moment of like, oh, I'm so present right now. I've got this. You take a breath mm. and cellularly start collecting those, those moments. reference points. Reference points, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So the next moment that you feel uncomfortable, you can close your eyes and your nervous system has a whole library of these moments that it, it's collected a feeling. I got this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then may you bring whatever feels the most natural to you in that moment, whether it be the depth of your breath or some movement or like, I love a good shake to reset. Yeah. When I get weird, I'll just like, yeah, little one. people don't even notice. Uh-huh. People also aren't paying that much attention. <laughs> it's weird. Like, that's why we got to do the most. When it's that good, it's your responsibility to dazzle them. Get their attention. Show them there is more. Because most people are just really concerned about themselves. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I have acted as one of those for so long. And what's so interesting is that you go in with the self-absorption. Because you're so concerned of how people are going to see you. But then when you have that, then you can't even see the beauty that's outside of yourself. It's just such a... Yeah. It's such a funny one and we just uh-huh. get to, to play with it, but it's like go in and, and start slow and just do it consistently and also do something every day that makes you a little mm-hmm. bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
and, and to record yourself doing the thing, whether it be listening to your voice or just to watch yourself and to like sit through, which can be cringy as all yeah. hell. Just play and, and let yourself know I, I am growing with you and I'm not going to deny myself the art of my becoming here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch myself yeah. become, which includes the wobbles and knowing yeah. that like the wobble often has a real dirty dance in it if you give it enough time. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'll add to that, I love that invitation to record. And when you get to a place where you can hold your own nervous system through watching, rewatching or re-listening to your expression, send it to a sister. Yeah. Allow them to witness you. Allow yourself to be seen by the eyes of the eyes of the people that love you and let the women around you champion you through these edge points. And that has served me where I send, I've sent dancing videos to oh, Zara gosh. to be like, <laughs> and I think that that's really a powerful place as well. Thank you for doing that and taking it a step further and just taking the initiative to expand the celebration. When I met you, I was like, I've never been seen in this way. Mm. Like you just came straight to, I was blown. We share equal medicine that way. It's yeah. such a gift to share the conversation and to gather and this is why we do the work like there are circles near you if they're not in person in your town they are online they're available i know that we hold just in my own circuit several weekly and monthly and these spaces where the ground is safe and we're watching from our hearts like that is the prerequisite of entering this space is like i i desire to be held and felt and seen and to celebrate and and I know that my some of my grandest medicines come online and online now is another yeah. yes for yes. myself. Like do it for yourself first, which is the truth. But to witness like what happens when somebody starts dancing with you and all of a sudden it's like, okay, uh-huh. okay, okay. <laughs> or to watch someone, you know, in a circle space, like just dump their deep belly truth of like radical self-accountability mm-hmm. and that thing that you were going to say suddenly doesn't matter as much anymore right. because you now have a foundation for what deeper truth looks like in this moment mm-hmm. or grander expression and a safe space to try things on for size yeah. like whether it be dance classes or even yoga classes or improv classes mm-hmm. or circle spaces with your friends online whatever it may be just opportunities to get embarrassed like please like put yourself out there you can tell a lot about a person you learn a lot about yourself in the recovery time of what happens when you make a mistake yeah yeah she's air quoting mistake (laughs) yeah right and just i used to be a lot harder on myself Mm -hmm. and especially with music space and if i would gig and i I wouldn't like it i'd get off and i would be like thank you thank you and i would go in the bathroom and just breathe and be like next time you can do better and it's I've just had to bring my child forth in those moments into my eyes and just be like, did you have fun? Uh-huh. I did. Where didn't you have fun? When I was trying to hurt. Okay, okay. <laughs> Remember that next time. I'm glad we had some practice. This is how you get yeah. better. Yes. Oh, it is in the trying too hard, isn't it? <laughs> it is in the trying too Ooh. hard. Uh-huh. Well, and it feels to me like you've had so much joy in your processing. And I know that I'm just meeting you and this is an hour long conversation. And so we didn't go into the full depths of shadows and like the dark nights of the soul. But from where we're sitting today, it feels to me as though your, your processing comes with a deep excitement 
And the, the shadows that you may face off with today come with like a true invitation. And I think that that's a big thing too, is that when you live in joy, when you live in, you know, this freedom frequency, it mm -hmm. is, it's neutralizing kind of the, the bad, you know, the good and the bad and kind mm -hmm. of just coming into what is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you really embody that in a powerful way where you're just like, it may have felt bad before, but now this just is part of my journey. Has it always been that way for you? Hell no. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that reflection is a testament to my being. And in this moment, just I want to say I'm proud of myself. Yes. I'm really proud of myself. Proud of you. Mm -hmm. It's a journey. It's such a journey. Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't always that way at all, man. About a year and a half ago, I was sharing with you briefly, I was in a really bad accident, shattered my bones in another country and had my whole world spin out in front of me. And, mm -hmm relations and directions and everything. And I had to get really honest with myself and ask myself, how do you want to learn the lessons? Mm. It's a lot of ways. Yeah. And there's no avoiding depth or richness in this life. Like, it's all here, but through what lens? And I know that I've been, I mean, I'm like, go oh, has not been so joyful and like scraping the bottom of the barrel and the scum and grit and mm -hmm. exhaustion sucks yeah. fucking sucks awful mm -hmm. the amount of times i've just wanted to be like i'm done, done. yeah i'm done and then the heart keeps going it's like no no you're not like, it really does get better and the more you devote yourself to mm -hmm. the heart of who you are in those moments and the more that you you pray through those moments and more than anything more that you thank those moments thank you yeah my my prayer has been when I'm experiencing a radical amount of emotion. It's just thank you for my capacity to feel this. Mm -hmm. Thank you for how much I feel. Just thank you. Even when I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's uh -huh. like thank you for how much I feel. Thank you. And it's it's like teasing the deepest bliss, even the guttural gruff, which mm -hmm. is quite kinky. Yeah. And can be edgy and take time and practice, but the body does learn to respond and, and for me it's like I know I'm gonna move it through movement. I know that works for me. And through sound, I know that works for me. Mm -hmm. Some people it's organization. Mm -hmm. When things get really tight, you know, you redo the room and you paint like right. whatever it is that stabilizes your system, full permission to use that modality mm -hmm. to not distract yourself. But to process, recover. but to move through it and actually paint with it and yeah. use the gifts in it. As I share my voice, which is my highest joy to, to sing and share and dance, has been carved through my deepest cries. Mm. I listened to my recordings three years ago before I went through what I would feel. Yes, it's the darkest night that I've come to contact with yet. And it, I've seen a lot. And that was a doos. Mm. That gave my voice so much life. The places I cried from actually gave me range to sounds I didn't even know I had in me that I now can weave in and out of at any given moment. Mm -hmm. It gave me access. Yeah. And when I was like completely unavailable to move and I was in so much pain, there was a, a quality of breath that I felt myself I could use to exercise my system. You lay on your back for weeks at a time, months at a time, and you can't move. Mm -hmm. 
the body gets really restless. How do you learn to move that energy? I can't dance how I normally would. I oh. learned a quality of breath that stabilized my body and created excerpt of the energy oh. that I, I wouldn't know hadn't I had that experience. Yeah. There's so and now you have this tool, much. this powerful mechanism available to you always. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it and it gets to be it gets to be more joyful, and mm-hmm. that's just something I claim out loud for the whole world to hear yeah. <laughs> before me. Is like it does get to be more joyful, and I do get to check in with my tears as they fall and my screams as they come out of me. Because God knows I ain't holding anything back these days, mm-hmm. especially with myself. Right. It's just like look how alive I am. Uh-huh. Look at look life. Uh-huh. Look at look uh-huh. look Lee look child look here's life feel it. And to come face to face with that enough times on your own and accept it as here I am gives you that much more freedom in the world to walk as you walk and see it in another and, and witness somebody in their eyes that is walking in that way and say, hey, let's dance. Yeah. What a journey. Let's dance. Oh, and what a fucking treat it is to dance with you. I love dancing. I know. Yeah, this has been such a treat. I really want to know, which we didn't cover at all, but something. Uh, what do you do? What I do? Yeah, because what are your offerings? Because I know that you are serving up medicine in so many different ways, and I'm not quite sure exactly what that is. <laughs> My grandma calls me. She's like, I don't. What do you do again? Do you do? Grandma never knows. So I'm like, it's fine. I don't even know, Grandma. <laughs> oh man, I I. Old spaces to experience more freedom. Mm. My primary modalities are voice and movement. Uh-huh. I work one-on-one, one-to-one containers. And we work with vocal liberation technique, breath embodied movement, and sound that recalibrates your body to its own most accessible navigation point to mm. arrive into freedom. I also work in circle spaces, group spaces, which are a ball. And you hold that with other sisters. Yes, I hold that with other sisters, and I other also hold it in my own space. Mm-hmm. And these are in person and online. Mm-hmm. And I am crafting a five-week embodied vocal course with the access points of movement that's uh, guided through the elements and the different quadrants of your body to arrive into more foundation of freedom within yourself. Mm-hmm. And those are my highest joys and offerings. And I sang, sang. Dance, dance. Yeah. You can find my stuff on the interwebs and on the <laughs> streaming platforms. And there's a lot more coming. Yeah, will you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Say so my primary pulse point is on Instagram. And my handle is Leah Live Free. L-E-A-H. Live Free is where you will find me. And then online in my Spotify, the name is Leah Free. And there will be a lot more breathing in that direction very soon. That's just... Mm-hmm. Keep everything updated. The link is in my bio that has all of the mm-hmm. access points to circles in person, all that kind of stuff. But it's it's a ball. I'm just grateful to to be here and be, be dancing with y'all. And like my kid is just, you know, it's like you guys like me? Like <laughs> what? I'm like no way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love your little oh, one. Your cup. Lily. Your cup. Oh, yeah, just so much reverence for the way that you move, sister. So much reverence in the way that you love. So much reverence in the way that you 
initiate and invite. I I have never sat in on one of her offerings before, but fuck, I cannot wait to get involved with some of the things that you do. Mm-hmm. Love you and gratitude and you and have the gift of being so sincere in your spaces with you. Thank you for this invitation. Thank you, Zahara, and mm-hmm. all of all of y'all just master we but Jedi's as a dojo and yeah. you know, continuing the bird. This tribe together, it's a gift. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah, my pleasure, Nona. Thank you so much. And thank you to every single little soul that was listening in with us and to Zahara for this beautiful, beautiful opportunity to sit here with the sister. Wow. It was an absolute treat. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. <laughs> this is why we do this. Uh-huh. I hate selfish, relentless. <laughs> may it ripple where it may. Bless you. Mm. Thank you all for creating this space to receive this transmission and for having the courage that it takes to live your life beyond the edge. If you feel the call to go deeper with me privately or explore the dojo ecosystem, the best place to start is by visiting zaharazimring.com and taking your free micro dojo. You can also find me on Instagram at Zahara Zimring, and I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to send me messages, make comments, and I will absolutely get back to you. I also would deeply appreciate if this episode or any of these episodes have touched your heart. Leave a review as it really supports this show in touching more hearts and more lives all around the world. Thank you for joining and I'll see you next time.